Hello and welcome to the Underpowered Podcast, a gaming podcast where we just like to play games with busy lives, okay? We're busy, we find time to game, we do it all. Right, guys? We do. That we do. My name's Shelby Stokes, this is Sean the Spoolman, he's right there. He's back! It's been a while. It's been a minute, and that's Phil Karen. We're here. We're going to be your gaming experts with no credentials whatsoever here tonight. We're going to talk about video games we're playing. We're going to rock and roll. Spool, you're back, and you're in a new setting. Tell us more. I am. I'm living. I've moved into, as of May, I think. This is part of the reason why I haven't been on the podcast, because my internet's been spotty. I'm on Starlink right now, so not to shout out Elon Musk or anything like that, but if my internet drops, that's why, or if my feed kind of drops. Uh, but I'm in a trailer now on my parents' property, um, saving up so I can buy some land and build a property of my own. But yeah, so I've got everything you could need all in one place. It's you got the microwave, you got the oven, stove, you got the the fridge, the bathrooms right through there. Nice. It's all right. It's very condensed, dude. I'm very <laughs> jealous. Like you can live the dream now and just like go wherever you want, whenever you want. Just like mm-hmm. drive to Florida. It's it's beautiful. True, and I always have my PC, my computer, all I need, all to play the games and whatnot. So does that mean Starlink? You can just like jack in from anywhere? I do have RV Starlink or whatever. I don't have like the um, the residential one has like a huge backlog here, like in this county or this area of the state where like you have to wait like a year plus to get it. But they started sending me, I had signed up and like created for that. They started sending me emails for like, hey, we have this new RV Starlink. There's no wait list if you want to do that. So so I have that, which apparently the negative or the con of it is that it has um, your lower priority than residential customers. So if a bunch of residential customers hop on at the same time, then my priority goes down. But I haven't noticed that being an issue too much. But if it definitely that becomes drops an issue, if that becomes an issue, you can just pay Phil and I to come and cut cords for you. We will take down your neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Awesome. Yes. <laughs> Phil, how do you feel about artificially like- cutting uh, uh, internet cables up? And hey, I'm cables? up late anyways, so I mean, whatever. Like, what's it? What's it to me? It's what is it? A ten minute drive? It's no big deal. So yeah, and Mr. Fierce asks, "Where's Mr. Cool? Um, he's out cutting cables somewhere." <laughs> no, Mr. Cool's dog ha- was spayed, and um, he's on high alert. He is um, like. Uh, nursing the doggo back to health i'm guessing is how we should describe that yeah i mean uh he is a high alert is an understatement yeah he's uh yes. he's locked down he's locked down for the evening for sure he That's is like, he yeah he's so locked in that he's wearing the cone just in case <laughs> yeah he messaged me he messaged me and was like my you know my dog just had surgery i'm so tired can you please be on the podcast and we were like yes yes spool can no it's 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 funny because he he is much a bunch better dog owner than i because i was like yeah when i my dog got spayed we just like put her in the kennel so we're bad people apparently but um yeah more power to him shout out uh to my twitch yeah go fierce gaming you're rocking and rolling for sure um (laughs) nintendo daddy comes in and says it's for my safety that's casey defending himself (laughs) <laughs> I, are you afraid as, that the dog is going to attack you? Is, or is as, the, he, as he falls asleep <laughs> on the couch with his phone on his chest. <laughs> 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 we missed you, Casey. 
yes we do we do <laughs> that's for sure but no that that's why uh dr cool is out mr cool is out but um yeah it's uh it's it's a beautiful thing he's rocking and rolling but yeah we're here we're gonna talk about some games we're doing it we're gaming um let's see uh, i played monster hunter again yesterday with friends spool i'm now a monster is, hunter person this is monster hunter rise which yeah. is the newest one right on the switch correct yes on the switch and um i have been enjoying it i think that it is a lot of game for me um we played with a friend last night and he knew all the ins and outs of all the different gears and spots you need to hit and counters and weaknesses and i was just like oh i know nothing about this game like i'm literally <laughs> just in here mashing buttons praying not to die that's okay. that's what i learned but the million dollar question with any monster hunter person is what weapon are you using i am using the insect glaive of course that's what i usually use too. is it really are yeah, you an insect yeah. glaive guy okay yeah. I thought I was alone. People were just like, why are you choosing that one? Like, because it's the coolest. And I get to flip around like a ninja <laughs> yeah. man. So you said like you played with friends. I did. Which so means which means that you've you have used your Nintendo online. Uh have do you think that it is worth its value uh <laughs> now that you've used it? The Nintendo online? Yes. Definitely not. <laughs> no. Definitely but you get not. like a free 20 games or whatever, right? From <laughs> Nintendo Retro. That's news to me. I'll take your word for it. I have not downloaded any of them. Maybe I you should. Get like, you get like the original Mario Brothers and Zelda and like some of the like NES games, basically. Uh, so, so I need to go back and play those. I need to like fill out that back catalog, I guess. <laughs> add to, yeah, add to your list. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I've been playing this game for about a month or so. I started playing it for JRPG July. Like, I think I get it. It's fun. I enjoy it. I think it's time to start bringing in other games to play while I'm playing this. <laughs> I still think this is kind of an MMO. Let's be real. Mm-hmm. Did they, I forget in Rise. I played, oh, was what was the one before Rise? It started with an I, I want to say. You're not talking uh, about World, are you? Oh, maybe it was World. That's the last one I played, and you had your Palomino or the cat people was like your best friend, your sidekick, and all that. Do you do you still have those in Rise? Yeah. So if you're playing solo, you can have two. You can either have two cats or two dogs. Um, <laughs> I normally play with one cat and one dog. The cat is like a mage essentially, and the dog yeah. does melee attacks, but you can also ride the dog to get through the map best faster. So wrong. What right. kind of dog is it? I, I, it's like a great Dane. The dog art in this, not great. Options are pretty <laughs> slim. Unless you upgrade your dog, which I haven't. I haven't upgraded. A, a, a Does that cost in extra? The, I mean, probably, but I'm already playing for Nintendo Online, so I'm broke as joke right now. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. So, I mean, a month. now that JRPG July is done for you, right? I've I've extended mine out um by about a week so that i can hope to see end credits on chrono trigger um what is the game that you play the most at the airport so when you're traveling or when you're like what i know that you were playing monster hunter but like what do you typically play i typically play whatever is on my switch backlog um i don't really have a go-to to be honest with you i played through mario 3d land 
last okay. time when I, when I traveled most recently, that was earlier this year. Um, you know, I, I honestly do all or the majority of my switch playing while I'm traveling. Like the rest of it normally doesn't happen at home because if at home I'm playing at my PC or my Xbox, you know, like I'm playing couch gaming on a different console other than the end, than, than the switch normally. Well, yeah, I mean, I think that that, right, that's the best part about the Switch is like that you can grab and go and that you can carry pretty easy. We just got to a point with my son who's six where it's like there are certain places that you can take this with you now. You know what I mean? Like you can take this to the doctor because uh, doctors suck. And like there's literally nothing to do at the doctor except for sit and wait for two hours. And you can take this on an airplane. Uh, you can take this like certain places where there's nothing to do but sitting and waiting. But other than that, it's like, why would you when you have the Xbox or you have the PC or you have something else in front of you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like I know that the Steam Deck has been a point of conversation. There's a new story we'll bring up later where handheld gaming is becoming smaller and smaller. And we've talked about, you know, Microsoft's ability to stream to the tablet as well. So as long as the switch is able to reliably run games without wi-fi i'm probably going to continue to buy games with that but it's really become my port machine more than anything yeah yeah makes sense yeah i don't i don't have a handheld other than my phone which i guess i have i have game pass ultimate so technically i can play like xbox games and stuff on there uh but i usually i my go to is like tetris (laughs) Or Snake or something. <laughs> it's been the same one since like my very first. I want to say I had Snake on the old Razer phones, like the flip phone thing. Like I think I had Snake on there, and that was my go-to. But still, to this day, even though EA has kind of ruined it, I have Tetris on my phone. And yeah, I mean, I think I think that Tetris. If I'm, I don't quote me on this because I don't know anything about anything. But I think that Tetris is the highest grossing game of all time. I believe. Like if so. you, I believe you're right. like if you like figure out like inflation and everything like that i believe that tetris is the highest selling game of all time but don't quote me tetris is so good though especially like tetris effect like if you just want to like trip out turn that game on turn the music on high and just enjoy the ride man it's kind of like uh minesweeper and stuff now they have like other game modes with it it's like there's not just tetris anymore there's like space tetris and like some other ones too there's like other things we, but... We've done it, guys. We've hit the end game. We have Space <laughs> right? Tetris. Game over. Wow. The world can now well, end. One of the things you can get with uh, Nintendo Online is, or you can play um, Tetris Battle. Well, I forget what it's called. Like Tetris. It's like versus 50 other people or 100. It's like Battleground. Oh, yeah. I forget what it's called. But I remember when that first came out, Nintendo Online and stuff with the Switch. That was a big hit for a while. Tetris 99, I think is what it was called. That's, yep. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it was on, it was on switch as well. So spool, it's been a minute since you've been on mm-hmm. what's your read on the handheld from steam as a computer guy, as a PC guy, what do you think? I, I had a pre-order for it for the middle tier one, the mm-hmm. bottom one. I was like, no, it's not quite power enough. Full enough. Like they did a good enough marketing job or like, it's not, you know, the bottom one wasn't that good. So I had a pre-order for the middle one for the longest time. I want to say like nine months or something like that, at least until this spring. And then I watched a couple of creators get it. Like I watched, I watched Robaz on Twitch. If you've, if you guys have heard of him, but he's this like this entertainment, entertaining Swedish creator. Anyways, he got one and he was just like, he was like pooping all over it. Like he just wasn't happy. It wasn't doing what he wanted to do. Cause I think he wanted to stream off of it and some other things too. Mm. Anyways, I heard enough kind of uh, not negative, but just not positive as positive as hoping for reviews. 
of that it wasn't as powerful or things like that. So I canceled my pre-order and was like, I'll just, I can just order one. If I want one down the road, you know, I can just order one down the road. And then one of my buddies came down from Canada and visited us like a month or so ago. And I got my hands on, on, and he had one that he had with him. Got my hands on. I'm like, okay, I wish I had one now. (laughs) It was like, actually, (laughs) it was impressive enough. And and he was like, just singing his praises and he had had only had it for like a week or two, but um, it's, I think it's a really good like foundation. I was also one of the reasons why I kind of canceled my pre-order as soon as I heard like negative stuff about it was like, I know steam and valves track record with hardware and mm-hmm. things like that. And just like how long they support it. Like I have a, um, it's not steam. Is it a steam deck? The little like one that you could like plug in basically to your TV and stream your steam. And like, yeah. what is that? I called? think that's what it was called. But I had one of those. It was only like 20 or 30 bucks. So it wasn't like a huge investment like a Steam. No, not Steam Deck. That's the new one. Steam. No. Uh, I forget what it was called. But anyways. Oh, what is it called? That was Come on, chat. Come on, chat. Help us. For it. it was like 20 bucks for that. Yeah. And um, and just they just stopped supporting it after a while. So I was worried that with this, I didn't want to be like a first. I kind of talked myself out of being like a first generation buyer. I'm like, all right the second generation or the next one where they've improved a little bit on this first one. I'm like, I'll get in on that. So that's, I think where I've landed now. And um, yeah, but it yeah. sounds everyone I've heard that actually has it and has been using it is happy with it. I'm, I'm excited to get hands on with it. You know, I do still follow Jeff Gersman's show and he tinkers with it and talks about how you kind of have to go in and manipulate settings from time to time. Yep. So for me, that's kind of like, eh, no, thanks. That's why I kind of stayed away from the PC for as long as I did. And kind of probably why I like the switch the way I do. It's just like plug and play. I know it's going to work. I'll overpay for the indie game, but at least I know that I'll have it portably. Where me, I'm like, I've been a PC gamer since I was like, since the mid 90s, since like Warcraft 2 or whatever. Where like, I want that customization. I want to be able to do that stuff. So, like, even being able to emulate and like all that kind of stuff you can do with the Steam Deck, that appeals to me more. But I get like people that don't want, they just want to plug, like, after a long day of work, you just want to sit down and play a game. You don't want to have to worry about like tinkering with it and playing with it and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't have the big brain, but this weekend I will redo my entire desk setup. So um, get ready for that. I'm very excited. I have a whole bunch of stuff that I bought on Prime Day in this corner ready to be set up. Because I forget, Shelby, do you have your monitors stacked on top of each other? Or are they um, left and right? Oh, we're getting behind the scenes. Oh, wow. oh this is not going to work. <laughs> it's upside down. Whoa. Oh, you have the triple. So you have the two next to each other and then the one on top. Yep, I got the trips, wow. and then this is the standing desk setup. There's my, uh, just in case you got to do some measuring. I always got that there. You just never know how many inches this, away you need to be. So I got that going like, on. That's like what it's like to be the gamer 1%. <laughs> Have your triple, triple monitors. Welcome. I know, yeah. you, we, made a, we made a joke about that a few weeks ago where I had I just recently switched to the dual monitors. Yeah. I was just running off of one monitor for such a long time. And I'm just like way too conservative. Like, no, I don't need another one. And then my mm-hmm. job was like, oh, you want another monitor? So Because I have to do it for my job anyways. And I was yep. like, yeah, sure. And then this, I'll never go back. You I, can't. Like, I, I'll never go back to do at least two from now on. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's awesome. So I was going to transition over to Phil, but Fierce Gaming just put in the chat. What are your thoughts on Fortnite? And I got some thoughts on Fortnite, guys. Just Fortnite I, in general or like no build mode? or I, I, I had an itch. 
for the fortnight about a week ago. So I got in and got a victory Royale and felt like a golden God and then turned <laughs> off the fortnight for a good like, <laughs> the, week and a half. The, the fortnight. You can tell what type of podcast this is. <laughs> uh, so did you do the no, like, did you do the no build mode or just do the classic? Yeah. Like I've only played no build mode. I don't even know. Like if I tried to play build mode, I'd probably just get murked because <laughs> I don't know how to build in that game whatsoever. You're like, all right, now what button do I place? The boom. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But they have like a dummy button in the new Fortnite maps oh. where you can just throw a grenade and it's called an Insta Fort and it just boom, like throws up a fort right there, which is kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's uh, it's pretty good. Phil, have you played the Fortnite? Yes, actually, to be fair with you, I did the same thing as you. Okay. Uh, I had dad mode. I turned it on. This was years ago. And I learned how to build a, what with what they say, like a one by one. So I could build the cube and I got my one win. And then I got my one win just by camping and climbing around a mountain on some rocks and then uh, barely killing someone as the circle shrank. And then I got my win and I said, yeah, I, I understand how this works. I don't need to play it anymore unless I'm playing yep. with friends. But uh yeah so that's that my experience was the exact same <laughs> that's so yeah. funny. do you think you're gonna go back and play more or do you think like you're good like you get it move on no you know what i would play though even though i've only played it once i i, I think that there's still a desire for me to be competitive you know I me mean, i like to play competitive games and played starcraft and played league of legends and uh i would play fall guys the new fall guys because i haven't gotten a win on that yet um I would get my win and then I'll probably never play it again. But I need to like, I need to at least be able to say that I could do it once. Even if it's just like, yeah, you know, just that's it. I got my win and then uninstall. Dude, I, I can just see you staying up late reading tutorials online. Like, give me all those FAQs. Oh, I, no, I, there's no reading. I'm just like, I will spam through YouTube videos, though. Like, it's nobody's business. And like, I got to know how to win, man. <laughs> got to know how to win. Uh, squirtle over my face. Uh, Spool, do you, do you know of the Squirtle? I know of Squirtle. You know of Squirtle. Are you more of a Squirtle or a Blastoise guy? Uh, oh, or Blastoise? That's your. Those are the choices. <laughs> those are the same two. <laughs> Listen, I'm I'm defi- a- I think I'm definitely more Squirtle just because of the cool Squirtle in the show. I forget what his name was, but the one with the sunglasses. That's that's my Squirtle. Or the army of them with sunglasses, I, right? But if you're talking starters, I was always a Charmander. Ooh, fire guy. Was it because of the fire tail? Is that what did it for you? Just that he turns into a dragon, I think that's yeah, that's, and he's got that attitude. Because I watched, you know, back when Pokemon first came out, I watched the show at the same time, and Charizard was so cool, like Ash couldn't control him because he was just so cool, <laughs> I guess. Dude, Charizard was like the man back in the day, and then ever he since was. then, they've tried to up like outdo him, you know what I mean? Like, we need a bigger, badder Pokemon. What's- um. <laughs> And, and speaking of Pokemon, there will be a stream on our Facebook, no, not Facebook, Twitch channel on Friday where there's going to be some pack openings being had. Casey and Enrique are going to be doing six pack, which is mm-hmm. where they open some Pokemon cards. And I think if you're here in the chat, they're going to do a random giveaway for somebody. So if that interests you, check it out. Um. Phil, I know you've been, uh, in terms of Battle Royale games, Apex Legends is one of your top favorite. Fierce Gaming says, uh, how about Apex? That's kind of your game of choice, right? That's the Battle Royale for you? Yeah, I mean, right now, I mean, I don't think there's anybody that's doing it better, to be honest with you. what One of the things I think that is uh, 
it's great about different games, right? Is games that can that the mechanics all feed into the end game or the gameplay itself. So Apex, right? The shorter number of people, everything is super easy and color coded, right? Smaller maps, so you're constantly getting in engagements, and it just feels like actually it feels like all the other BRs are just like ripping off what Apex is doing, like and adding it, just like screw it. We don't have any better ideas. We're like war zones adding in the balloons, right? The deployable covers, the different different like Apex has been doing that for a while. And honestly, Apex is going in the right direction for what the BRs are going to evolve into. And here's what I mean by that. Mm. BRs, um they are not just going to be the last person to survive. Eventually you're going to get to a place where there's going to be missions. There's going to be different things that you can do. There's a, I know we mentioned this a couple podcasts ago, but there's a game escape from Tarkov, right? Which mm-hmm. is very detail oriented and it's all about missions and it's all about going in and knowing the map and knowing how the mechanics work. And you can go do like ammo runs and collect gear and it's super detail oriented. The, the, for the casual gamer, the, Genre is going to go more towards the escape from Tarkov and away from, I think, like the Fortnite-esque mm. gameplay. Because no, like to play a game and then to get killed right away or like the odds that you're going to survive till the end is like pretty much zero, right? Like unless you're playing it all the time and like that's your main game and that's what you're into. But for the casual player, like I want to be able to feel productive. I want to be able to drop in with my friends. Maybe there's a safe zone. Maybe there's, and Apex is doing that, right? There's like different bugs that you can kill now that drop loot. There's different other ways that you can interact within the game. There's a ship that you can get inside and then you push a bunch of buttons, right? And then all these robots come out. You can kill them all. And they're just adding in these little mini games like that. And it's going to become more and more of that throughout the map so that there were other things to do other than to just wait in a bush and wait to get shot. Uh, huh. I might have to go back and play Apex. I think you've inspired me. Because last time I was in there, it, like I would just log in and die. Like, just consistently. Like, within five minutes. I was like, I'm getting torn apart. And for some reason, Fortnite feels, like, squishier. Like, I feel like I can cheese my way to the end a little bit easier. Maybe it's just mm-hmm. beginner's luck. Or they're putting a whole bunch of bots in my game, which... No hate. I'm all for it. Yeah, you got to play in your game. Yeah, I mean, for sure. Like, if there was a complaint about Apex, the complaint would be that you're just shooting shields the entire time. Like, Apex is really built on, like, team gameplay, right? Like, you have to, you have to be all three shooting at the same person. Like, you have to work together. Whereas a game like Fortnite or a game like Warzone, you can, or even PUBG, right? You can roll solo and you can kind of work your way by yourself. But Apex, if you're not rolling with your team or if you have that one teammate that literally just veers off right at the beginning you're like where are you going dude and they just go to the other side of the map and they die right away it's not going to be a fun experience at all i'm now identifying the fact that i may be the problem on my teams in apex (laughs) (laughs) i may be when when, when all else fails just blame dr z right (laughs) that's right uh, dr z yeah no he's got to carry uh yeah no totally Uh, i do have to say because casey is not on the podcast today i have to tell one quick monster hunter story um we played (laughs) last monday and he was like i'm gonna carry you guys you're gonna get carried and we're like okay cool like dr z and i go and they're not really know what's going on Casey carded twice on one monster and uh Dr. Does Z that mean like die or like go down or something? Or? Fainted. Yeah, like he fainted yeah. and then to reload okay. into the map two oh, times. Man, that's, <laughs> a, that, 
That's a bad look for Casey. I thought it was very funny. He found it less funny, but that's okay. <laughs> that's classic Casey. Classic Casey. He's been uh, trying to get uh, our friend, I, I guess, Big Doug, but he's been trying to get him to play Final Fantasy fourteen with him or something like that. And for, this is from what Big Doug was telling me. He's like, uh, Casey, you have to if you get to max level, then I will play with you. Because Casey has a bad habit of like being getting all hyped up for something like I'm gonna carry you, we're gonna have the best time, and then he's out, you know, after <laughs> after a short amount of time. Or, or right. it doesn't go quite according to Casey's plan. No, it was it was highly entertaining. And then we played with Haste in our uh Discord chat. Haste is like a master of the Mohan, so uh, big ups to Haste. But en- enough about uh, Monster Hunter. Uh, Phil, you have been playing some Chrono Trigger on the internets. Uh, I have. I've been streaming it, and here's my verdict. I mean, obviously, everyone says it's the greatest game of all time, and one of the greatest games of all time, and I can see why. Uh, you know, we were talking earlier about how when you play a game and the mechanics within the game reinforce the experience, it makes it um, obviously a 10 times better experience. So for instance, other games that are not Chrono Trigger, right? A game like Dead Space. They did things with sound, right? They did things with not the first original Dead Space. They did things with ammunition where you just like were always out of ammunition. And it really added to the feeling of like, oh, I feel really stressed while I'm playing this game. And it's like, you really feel immersed in what's going on. I really have to hit my shots here. If you look at a game like the Uncharted series, one of the most boring parts of like a platformer game is jumping. So what did they do in, in Uncharted? They made interesting, they were one of the first people that made interesting things happen when you were jumping, right? You would grab onto something and like a brick would fall out or like, and you're like, oh, like this is breaking up the monotony of jumping. With Chrono Trigger, um, they, one of the most boring parts for me anyways, and it's just my opinion of like RPGs and JRPGs is walking. Like it just like in any sort of RPG or JRPG, it's like everywhere feels so far away. Like Final Fantasy, yeah. even like Final Fantasy VII, and they do all these things, right? Like they make vehicles and they try to supplement that. They do like in Final Fantasy VII, it was like the Chocobo. You could ride the Chocobo around, something to speed up the process. Whereas with Chrono Trigger, they just cut all the fat out of it. And they were like, everything's pretty close together. And like, you don't have to really, like, it's right there. Like every every inch of the map is used. You can walk from one city and it takes you 15 seconds to get to the next objective. I've pretty much flowed through the game. And the boss battles are super interesting. Like there's different, like you have to think and go, oh, like I was playing a guy this morning, right? I got up for the... Um, I got up for my Chrono Trigger and coffee. One of the personal goals that I have for myself has been to wake up early, which is something I've always struggled with. So to motivate myself, I've been going to bed early, earlier, and then setting the alarm to get up and try to stream every single day to develop a little habit and have some consistency. And the the game, you can get through a, a dungeon or you can get through an area, fight a boss within an hour, save. You can pretty much save anywhere on the open map. And, um, yeah, the game still is like, I've not felt bored at all while I was playing it. I like every, okay, clear this dungeon. The, the monsters feel leveled appropriately so that actually they feel a little bit under leveled for me, like everything I'm killing in one shot. And then you get to the boss and you're like, this is kind of hard actually compared to the guys <laughs> that I was just fighting. I mean, we've all had that a, a situation like that where we're playing a game and it's like, oh, this is so easy. And then you get to the boss and you're like, what is going on here? 
Like I was just one-shotting guys in the lobby and like now I'm in the boss and I'm getting killed instantly. Like what what happened to the skill arc here? But uh, the game's fun. I really, really like it. Nice. And How and close do you think you are to the end? So, so I asked Casey, right? <laughs> because because Casey said to me when we were on the podcast with, I think it was turn by turn, he said, he said it was going to take me 50 hours to complete. And then he readjusted. And I know he's a completionist, right? And then he said 30 hours, maybe 30 hours. And I think I met. I think I'm at 10 hours or 11 hours on into the game. And oh. I asked him the other night and he said that I'm probably 70% done, depending on what I do uh, for the end game. So maybe by the end of the week, we will see uh, end credits. We'll see. That's a, I mean, I've been, I applaud your consistency with it. And I know like it's an older game. So part of me was like, okay, is there going to be like any barrier to entry here? And I know like last time we talked, there was a little bit to do with like the pixel art, maybe not being up to snuff, but for the most part, do you feel like you're playing an old game? Like, do you appreciate it playing it now? Or are you just kind of like, okay, this game is old and we're doing better now? Like, do you feel like it's worth your time? I guess is kind of where I'm going with this. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think that I think we get this way with movies too, right? Where we'll see something in a movie or like a plot device that we see in a movie or a special effect or something that we see in a movie. And they were like, oh, this is so novel. And then you realize like, oh, this has been done already way back before, Mm -hmm. right? Like there's a source material to like where this, oh, we've already re-seen this. This is just your generation's version of that. So for me, this feels like when you, when I'm going back to some of the source material for, like I noticed while I was playing, the game that there was a similar battle song almost identical to final fantasy seven like the same sort of almost the same exact battle music and i was like this is very reminiscent but yeah i mean i the game holds up how long is it how how old is it 30 years old i think something like that 20 years old you could still go on and pick it up now and it would be like this was a fun game and worth my time I think that this is a game that I would love to play on my Switch. 95 looks like the date. So, yeah, right. almost your 27 years. Wow. Is that right? Almost don't 30 years. Don't make, <laughs> don't make me math. Does that compute? Does That's why that we invented compute? calculators. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's, just, it's just a game I think I would summarize it by just saying the game has trimmed away all the fat in the game. Everything that's in the game is necessary. Although I will say that there are way too many items and I don't Mm. like, I, I, from my last, from our last podcast, like I just sell all that stuff, man. Like I don't need, like, I don't need to be like the only thing that I use is like potions and ethers and that's it. And just like, give me whatever the meta sword is that everyone's using. And like, it's probably going to be enough. You know what I mean? Like I don't need, I'm not super into dialing. And I guess this is why when I did my, when I was playing Diablo, right? Diablo three and you get to those higher tiers. Like I was never very good at the higher tiers because you really got to dial in your damage and you're like looking at the stats of your character going like, I really got to get that DPS up. Like I got to put the right armor on with the right gem I just get so bored, man. I like if I was a character, I would be a barbarian. Just like, just give me the sword and let me hack stuff. You know what I mean? Just, just get me through. Yeah, and I think yeah. that's kind of that's where I'm bouncing off of Monster Hunter now. Like I've played it for a month. I've gotten deep into it. I've seen credits once or twice, and like now it's like okay, now you got to start working in your like the right weapon and the mm-hmm. right armor and look for the right drop. I'm just like this is feeling like homework now. Like I don't yeah. know if I'm gonna stick with it. Who is your Who is your favorite? Uh, monster that you fought that you found was the most interesting 
Uh, there's one that straight up looks like a dong, and it is <laughs> very inappropriate. And I heard people talking about it Discord. I'm like, these guys are nasty, but no, it really does. It's it's pretty ridiculous. Um, the, some of the dragon, the dragon art is really cool. Um, I don't know their names. So the, the dragons, like the, the dragons. The, the, did you ever get done with a boss fight and be like, man, that like actually took some energy for me to take down? Yeah, for sure. Like there's a couple of them that would just like fling mud at you and then be poisoned. And I was like, I can't move. I'm going to have to figure out how to like, like ying his yang. You know what I mean? Someone just got to go in there and ying the yang to make it all <laughs> work. I mean, I, I mean, I think I felt that way. There were times in when I was playing Chrono Trigger where I felt that way against certain bosses where it's like, Someone that like poisons you and then you just get stuck in this cure loop where like all you're doing is just healing yourself over and over and over again. Just like cure, cure, like we're not and like mm-hmm. I'm doing like 15 damage and I'm like, dude, I'm just going to nickel and dime this. Although Casey was on early this morning and he was doing some backseat driving with me this morning and he was like, you got to use the ice sword, man. You got to use the ice sword <laughs> from the chat he was like it's legendary and then i used it and he was actually right it was legendary so he remembered it from all of those years ago of playing it that's like back in the day when you're a kid and there was no internet really there was probably game facts for it but you're playing it you have no idea you're just just smacking your head against the wall over and over and over again until you finally get lucky on one of your attempts and you get it that's what that reminds me of or one friend at school, you're like talking to another friend at school, and you're like, "Yeah, I'm playing da 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 da," da and I can have him try time with that boss. And this kid's like, "Oh, I know, you got to use the the ice sword." <laughs> it's, it's like it's word so of true. mouth. Yeah, your only other alternative for that was like to go spend twenty dollars, which you didn't have on the Prima strategy yes. guide. That was like yep. all print, and then you had to find the right chapter in the book, and like, oh, that's mm-hmm. all I had to do. That's where the door was, and then you're like, "That was stupid. I wish I didn't <laughs> yeah. read that." Good luck explaining to your parents, oh, I need a book to beat this or play this game that you also already spent 30 or $50 or whatever on. That's how you complete the experience. And speaking of completing experiences, part of the reason you're here with us tonight, Spool, is because you have got to the end of WoW. You finished WoW. (laughs) Yes, WoW Classic. The Burning Crusade is what it's on right now, which is what I think even last time I was on here, I talked about, you know, WoW and stuff. Burning Crusade is done with now. Sunwell Plateau came out. We beat Kill Jaden. Uh, they just announced here like a week or so ago when Wrath of the Lich King Classic is going to come out, which is like the next expansion. So right now, raiding and stuff is kind of on hold within our guild and everything until this new expansion comes out. Everyone's kind of getting ready for that. But that's what I've been playing. I've been leveling my mage up, I want to say. I started to level a, a warlock and then I found out that we get a free level like character boost to like max level. And then I was like, oh, I'm just going to do that <laughs> versus grinding and leveling a bunch. Smart, here's, smart. Here's, here's my question for you. Like you've been playing WoW probably for a long time and I'm someone who's never played WoW ever. Uh-huh. How do you, do you think looking at the years of playing this game and like different hours evolved over time, do you think a new player who's never seen the game before, do you find the game still to be approachable for a new, a brand new, like not one quest under their belt? Uh, I missed the very end of that because Starlink just refreshed. But um, 
you so new, a new player would you like enjoy it now is that kind of the question or yeah do you think it's approachable for somebody who's never played the game ever i think re- retail is really new player kind of friendly which so there's two versions now there's classic which basically they rolled back to like when the game first came out and they just started like these new servers so people could kind of go through that experience again which is what i'm playing on but retail is like the one that's been going for 20 years they've just been up and adding new stuff they've done a pretty good job with retail to make it pretty polished and not very like punishing where classic has that only because it was so simple like classic there's not a ton of things where like the biggest problem with retail right now would be that there's so many different mechanics and things you can do like for instance at like a few expansions ago they added basically pokemon to the game like you can collect critters and you can battle them against other people that's just like a whole other like you don't have to interact with that if you don't want to at all it's literally just kind of like fluff and for fun um you can get a cool like some little pets or whatever they'll follow you around from it but um but there's so many like mechanics and stuff like that that have been added onto it that it might be overwhelming just from you don't know where to go but like if you're just playing like the base game and you just want to level and like do dungeons and play with your friends i think retail is pretty approachable i think you really want to have a friend or like a guide almost to be like to tell you what not to like waste time on or like to focus on this one thing but like for instance like if you want to focus on just pvp you just want to fight other people and do that you can in retail or even in classic too you can just focus on that and do that they've got it now to where it's like segmented there's so many different mechanics and things that you could do if you just want to do dungeons and like amass tons of cool gear you can do that or they even have like in-game fashion shows so they have this thing called transmogrification where you get loot in the world you can like basically add that skin to whatever armor you're wearing so it looks different than what you're doing but so there's all these different things you can do in it so you could definitely anyone could find something they'd be interested in but again, I think it's best if you have one, uh, one friend or someone to kind of guide you and help you focus. Because I think, yeah, if you were to just jump in, they'd be like, here's all these things you can do. Which one do you want to do first and stuff? And it's just like, whoa, I think from the beginning, you just get like overwhelmed. It does. I think it does. <clears throat> that is smart for them <clears throat> because it does feel like almost like you need to have two separate games. And because we were talking about this on the last episode where what do you do when you have this series that's been running for 20 years and then you have like people that have put like their whole lives into like their guild and then you keep adding to it. If you keep adding, the more that you're adding to a game, the more likely like the balance is to be thrown off or Mm -hmm. like something, right? Like you're, you're bound to like screw up that equilibrium. So it does almost, I think that that's smart and that, Hey, we have this classic experience where it's like unfiltered, like the original experience. And then we can kind of use this other, experience as like a way to toy around with new mechanics and like Mm. different things so that both people can have their cake and eat it too i think the best time to jump in if you were going to jump in with world of warcraft or something like that is when they put out a new expansion because everyone kind of gets not fully reset but a lot of people there's a bunch of new mechanics or new just like gameplay things that are added that everyone's kind of on equal footing. So I think if you were to jump into a game, like, wow, I would jump in when there's a new expansion or DLC or whatever that's coming out. Because again, 
everyone kind of gets reset. Usually also with, at least with world of Warcraft, they usually give you a, a boost too, that gets you to not max level, but like high up so that you're not jumping in with just like zero things. They give you like a little base kit and like kind of do it, give you a little tutorial and stuff like that. But that's probably my advice would be like, jump in when there's a new, for instance, wow has a new retail has a new expansion coming out this winter. Probably it's dragons. It's all dragon themed. You can be dragon Phil, people. Now's the time, baby. Now's the time. <laughs> yeah. You and me. Let's do it. Yeah. It's, Just the two of us together. It'll be a quick 300, 300 hour playthrough. It'll be yeah, fine. No, no big deal. We have time. Saturday. We'll knock it out on Saturday. Yeah. Just Saturday. Just one yeah. Saturday. All of it. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to need all the boosts we can get for sure. So um, let's, uh, let's move on to the news. What do you guys think? Yeah. Have you guys heard of news before? What is news? Can you tell me what news is about? What, what if I've never heard of news before? When would I? Speculation News Network! We like talked it. about gaming news, but I mean, really, what do we know about news? What we read. Um, so, <laughs> the, first, <laughs> the first story that we have is headline that reads Diablo Immortal brought in 100 million million to developers in less than two months after release um i saw, found the story on gaga gadget <laughs> ga gadget and it turns out diablo immortal did all right guys which is um, so so surprising because everyone was like crapping on it everyone was right. like oh this game's gonna be such garbage no one wants to like who wants this and like you know there's so many memes that when they first announced it so it's very oh, I'm, such a, I'm such a hater on this. I know such a hater on this whole. I'm such a hater on this whole story. Look how well, well it did, man. But do you know? Do you know anybody that's playing this game with consistency? No, I mean I downloaded it and played it. Spelled and spent exactly no dollars on it, but I am shocked to see these numbers it put up. For the first week, I feel like I heard people are like, "Oh yeah, I tried it or whatever," and it's just you know, it's a crappier version of Diablo. <laughs> Well, here's a here's an interesting another one of those uh, stats that don't quote me on because I'm probably mis- misquoting it. But they did a study on like Candy Crush, right? And they found that that two percent of the users spent like ninety percent of the cash. Mm-hmm. So whale, yeah. So that's probably the case here. Uh, there's probably some people who have spent a lot of money getting that best gear. Um, this is crazy. Yeah, I do. Rem- it, it I do is. remember seeing on Twitch there are a few streamers that were literally like, "I spent, you know, I'm going to spend a thousand dollars on thing, you know, w- within Diablo Immortal just to see what we get or how like how much it helps us level or whatever else and stuff like that." But that doesn't make up a hundred million dollars. That's a, that's a lot of people. That's a lot of people, and I wonder how this compares to like past releases of Diablo. Because I know that this game was the game that everybody was like, "No, we don't want Diablo in our phones." And now this story comes out, and it's like, well, they kind of had a point. You know what I mean? Like they made their money back. I don't think they won a lot of hearts with this title, but they definitely lined the pockets. It looks like. And it'll be curious to see what the next two months are. Like maybe mm. that first couple of weeks, they like got ninety million or whatever of that, and then. Yeah, I I would agree. I think we may be sabotaged by the internet. Any multiplayer stuff, it's like how long does it sustain or how long does it stick around? 
That's a good point. I, th- I think that one other interesting point to this article is only Pokemon Go managed to bring developers a tenth of a billion in two weeks. That's a direct quote from this article, so my apologies. But, you know, Pokemon Go raising that much money in two weeks, Fire Emblem doing it in 10 weeks. You know, here we are with Diablo that's doing it in two months. So it's right there as one of the most popular um, mobile games that we've seen in well, ever right i mean this ranks number two in comparison to those two i mean i mean look pokemon go deserved it they deserved to make that money it was like it, mm-hmm. it was like new and interesting and they had the ar element and like no like this is just a game that's been ported to your phone you know right. what i mean so i mean don't worry because of this now you'll get your now that you pay for Nintendo Online, you'll get your uh, Mario where you can spend $10 for an extra level at the end, and then you can pay $50 for all of your customizable outfits. Yeah, I'm still... And... Go ahead. I was about to be passionate. I'm still, to this day, since I've been like 12 years old, I've just wanted a Pokemon MMO, and that's all. They've just been circling around it forever. They just need to po- make a Pokemon MMO and they'll make billions of dollars. Dude, maybe that's the next Pokemon release. Like they just, it's just a sleeper MMO. Like nobody knows. And there's like, MMO, gotcha. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, I mean, it's actually, I had never thought of that, but now that you mention it, like it is sort of a game that's like, that is, if there was a game that was built for an MMO, Pokemon would be it and they just like right? for 20 years have not like dude it's the the market is there just like make a game yeah that's crazy the frustrating thing is like anytime someone's gotten close they usually like shut them down there's a couple there's like temtem and stuff that are like knockoffs but there's been a couple of attempts for people to make like pokemon MMOs, like th- like you know indie kind of style but it's literally just pokemon with other people and they nintendo are always shuts it down they're like no you can't do that and it's like uh just let us ha- bring us fun nintendo they would do so well business wise no fun nintendo will tell you exactly what you can like and will not be able to like that's how nintendo rolls <laughs> I don't know if they're working on cloud gaming, but um, there's an article right here that says that Logitech and Tencent are working on a new clouding game. This comes from GameSpot, new cloud gaming console, which uh, makes sense. We've talked about people getting into this cloud gaming space, and here is Tencent. (laughs) If you don't know who Tencent is, they have a lot of money, and the guy who runs my 401k told me to invest in it, if that tells you how big they are. They own like half of the gaming world. Yeah, they this own makes like a sense. all of Riot Games. I think they own Unreal, or mm-hmm. at least are a major shareholder in it and stuff like that. So like Fortnite and all those, they own a lot. So so give me the give me the rundown on this because I don't know enough about cloud gaming. Is it just like you? As long as you have access to the internet, you can play the game and you don't need to download it. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So essentially, the game lives on a remote server, and you're able to tap in and play it. The hangup that we've seen in like the last five and 10 years, and Sean can probably speak to this better than I. <laughs> Google but, Stadia. Yeah, Google <laughs> Stadia did not work. Um, but the problem has been latency as well as building out the catalog that makes sense, which is why I thought Microsoft was such a big player in this space when they went cloud. Like it just made sense. Mm-hmm. It's like they're going to give you this ultimate game pass and you can play on your phone or wherever you can. The reason that I think this is so notable is you have Tencent involved. 
And they have their tentacles in so many different areas and in so many different IPs that if they're able to package together some sort of membership like Microsoft has, you have a business plan that is going to beat Stadia immediately. It's been a technology, the cloud gaming and stuff like that <clears throat> has been a technology now for at least since I was all the way back in G4. I remember, what was the company called? It was like one, uh, it was, I remember that I can see their logo. It was like start with an O and it was orange. But then I think Sony ended up buying up their uh, company and like folding in all that technology and stuff. Cloud gaming, like they've been pushing for that for for quite a while and it's finally been coming to like a T to where it's like internet and stuff generally is fast enough that it is a reality. Like I think a lot of games you can play that aren't like FPS. Like I think FPSs still have like a little bit to go, but most like action RPGs, like, uh, like, um, uncharted like you know platformer kind of action rpg stuff like that a lot of those games you are like are doable now for the most part um games like path of exile or diablo might be a little trickier because you need that like kind of like hair trigger like frame perfect reaction time sometimes like something like uh dark souls or elden ring and stuff you probably wouldn't want to cloud game with it like the latencies they've gotten it to where it's like really low as long as your internet's good but there's still just a little bit there that makes it hard for something like if you want to play Call of Duty or stuff, like it's hard to jump that yeah. multiplayer latency kind of line. Yeah, anything that's like FPS or action based or even multiplayer, I think does probably not doesn't very do very well on cloud gaming. The stuff that I've had good experiences with is just like Spool said, like point and click adventures or turn based strategy. I played Yakuza a, a lot like on my cell phone when I was like trying to go to bed and okay, one more round I would get on my phone and it was perfect because it was turn-based. So it wasn't yeah. penalized for missing anything, which was nice. Well, this is, I think this is, and I know I mentioned this in a few episodes ago, but this is the, this is the discussion of our generation, right? It's like, what do we do with intellectual property? And this is the direction it's going, right? I, I had a prime example where we own at our house, we own the DVD collection of the Batman animated series, um, the full series, right? But mm-hmm. we, it was running on HBO for a long time. And just, they had all the episodes on HBO. And then we went on last night um, and they had them removed, right? Like their license had ran out and like, now you got to go to Amazon. And so I have such a, I have such mixed feelings about like not owning something. I've always Mm -hmm. been a disc guy myself. Like I want to own the physical copy because I don't like something being like stripped away from me, you know, and like, Oh, well you can't do this now. You have to have these 13 subscription services in order to play the game that you like. But at the same time, most things I consume, I like consume them. And then I I never play them ever again in my life. Mm -hmm. So it's a, but they can sit on your shelf and they're a representation (laughs) of you. That's what I do with books. I buy, I, buy, <laughs> exactly. I, I, I read, a, I mean, I read a lot of books and I buy them. I like, I do fit, I do 75, 25. I buy a lot of hardcover books because it's like, look at all these books I've read and they take up space. But at the same time, like, I don't know, man, I like to have the leverage. I like to have the leverage. Like my son wanted to, I will say this though, in the nineties when they, or like the two thousands, when they put out that DVD collection, here's the, they didn't list what bad guy was in every episode and they didn't have a disc guide. So I sat last night 
going through 20 discs looking for the Bane episode because he wanted to see the episode with Bane and I couldn't find it. And there was a huge meltdown. So like, what were we doing back then guys? We don't that have is one. That you is one thing I am. us losing physical copies is like all those little inserts or like, you know, the little booklets that would come with movies or games and stuff back in the day. Like I remember even Warcraft two had like a little book in there that had like the lore of like who different like characters in the game and stuff where and it's, that is definitely one thing that kind of goes away at the moment we it all switches digital. Like I've been using Steam and been a PC gamer forever, so I don't know the last physical game that I bought. Probably like 2008 or nine or something like that. Um, yeah, it's that has been a debate for quite a while. Like on like Valve has said multiple times, like at least with Steam. Because people are like, I have, like me, I have like 900 plus games on there that people, like a lot of them are crappy that, you know, random packs or stuff that came together. But uh, it's like, if that were, Steam were to go away one day, like Valve's like, all right, we're giving up on like software anymore. We're just going to sell Steam decks. That's all we're going to do. And like the service goes away. They have, they at least have said or made this promise that, they basically would allow people to all just download their game, like their library. They would just own and they'd be able to download it. But it's like at the end of the day, until that actually happens, how do you know if that's actually how it's going to play out? Right. Yeah. Like suddenly one day you're like, Oh, I just don't own any of those games anymore. Yeah. I recently got burned on Nintendo. So my kiddo one got a switch from like a fundraiser. So she raised enough money. They bring her, they give her a switch. I'm like, cool. Um, let me make you a child account to my parent account. So it turns out she can't play any of the software that I've bought digitally. Like she cannot access it unless I pay for another title, which is ridiculous. Like you are a parent to, or you are a child to my parent account. Like I'm literally paying your Nintendo online and you can't even let me play a game. Like this is ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, That's like a whole other thing. Mm. Yeah, I think of like I think of like Spotify, right? So you like listen to Spotify, you can listen to as much music as you want. Like, why wouldn't you make a compromise and say, okay, listen, every year that you get to download two albums and keep them forever, you know what I mean? Like some sort of negotiation that way, so that the consumer has leverage or has something that they own that they can. Yeah, it's a, uh, it's crazy. It's crazy. I'm I'm not a fan. I think we should all just be hoarders and buy mansions <laughs> and put our stuff in it. But yeah, it's definitely going towards like a lease. Everything's a lease yeah. or you pay a subscription, you know that, and then you get access to a library because for them, ultimately they retain everything. All They're just gaining money. They don't have to give anything away. It's just, yeah, for them, it's their best thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's crazy world we live in and the future is upon us. Um, it continues to be upon us with this next story. The future is continuing to come down the pipeline, introducing the backbone one. This is the PlayStation edition, which is essentially a PlayStation controller that can fit a screen or a telephone into it. Right. So if this is done right, right. Look, the phone is just not going to work because ever, I mean, it will work, but like, Every two years, your phone battery just dies. And it's getting shorter and shorter, by the way. Like, I literally kept my last Android phone until it pretty much caught on fire. One day, I had it in my pocket, and I had it for three years. And then one day, my pocket got 
really hot and I got real uncomfortable and I took it out and my phone just fried and died. And that's oh, how no. long I keep my phones for. Um, but See, like, if- you do need to retire your physical goods and just start <laughs> leasing this stuff. So it was caught on fire, Phil. Yeah, I'm we, were in the, we were in the car and I was like, this is a real bad situation. And I tried to cut it back on. Um, I tried to cut it back on and it was dead. I mean, it had really fried and I, and I was just like, dude, I like, I don't want to buy a new phone every two years. I don't like like spending $400 on something that isn't going to like, just think about it like this with a phone, right? You buy a phone by the time you're done paying it off, it's dead. Like you, you like you don't ever own the phone because it fries. So, but like this, this controller could work with like a tablet and if, if like a smaller tablet and if it, if they figure it out the right way, if play, PlayStation plays this the right way, like this could make Nintendo like be really a competitor for Nintendo, right? Because the mm-hmm. best part about Nintendo is that you can grab and go. Well, if you can mm-hmm. just do that, you know, with a tablet, fresh, a fresh $10 tablet or whatever it is, there you go. Yeah, I mean, this is this is a pretty interesting concept. Like being able to just plug your phone into a controller sounds great. I know that guy, guy that uses Android, being me, I'm always a little hesitant when I hear stuff like this because it's like Android just seems like not everything is optimized to one user friendly location like an iPhone. So I can see this working well for an iPhone, but an Android, it's probably just going to burst into flames. Yeah, I, I, I am also an Android user, and I feel the same way. Yeah, um, like when Google Glass came out or whatever it was, where you strapped the phone to your face. I tried that, <laughs> and I was like, "This thing is getting real hot," I and I don't what, think it should be able to run this. Did you strap a phone to your face, or I thought it was like a little like screen that was like a little glasses thing. Oh, there was one that was like a cardboard box. Like oh, yeah, yeah, it. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You yeah. get that for like I'm, 10 bucks. I'm balling on a budget, baby. I can't even afford <laughs> Nintendo Online. Give me that box. I'm going to slip a phone in there and call it good. Yeah, I can see. The cool thing about this is what I think we're going towards with cloud gaming and like things like this where I think eventually consoles are going to go away, like dedicated consoles. And what you'll do is basically have whatever kind of input device you have, whether that's a controller and a screen or your phone with one of these like backbones or something like that. And you're just going to stream everything. Once they get that locked down where you can play FPSs and everything else with like almost zero latency, it's all just going to be streaming. It'll be, it'll be Phil's nightmare because no one will have any actual physical, not even a machine that actually plays the game. You'll literally just have the input device and like the screen. Um, but that's where I see in like the next 10 plus years or whatever is them just getting away from actually selling hardware. Yeah, I was at a I was at a business conference this last week and there was a class on like the future of technology. And within that class, they started talking about 6G, right? So the majority of people are on 4G. Then there's 5G, which is exponentially faster. 6G is like moving a terabyte within seconds. So my the magnitude of data that is moving on that 6G network is is going to be unfathomable like mm-hmm. compared to what we're using now so it's exciting hopefully we last that long you know as a human race <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah save the planet planet tree guys we gotta see 6g that's our goal that's our goal do you guys ever freak out when the airlines is just like hey do you have any lithium ion batteries in here and i'm like i don't know what that is but i hope not <laughs> 
Because it will explode and bring down this whole plane. Yeah, I, I actually did that because I hadn't, I hadn't traveled in a long time. And so in February of this year, I did my first ever work trip. And I went and I brought my laptop with me. And they said that. And I'm like, oh, I don't know what's in my laptop. But I hope it's not one of those batteries. No, definitely not. Which, by the way, none of us know what kind of You're batteries like, no, we I'm have. I'm pretty sure it's like a nuclear battery or something. I don't know. It lasts a long time. <laughs> I've had I've had that honest conversation with with my son. I've sat him down and I said, "Listen, I'm just going to tell you this right from the beginning. I don't know anything. I said I don't <laughs> like I know like how to get places and how to get food and like do some basic stuff. But I want to temper your expectations of me right away. Like I don't know how this remote works. I don't know how the internet works. I don't know how the TV works. If the if the internet stops working, like the other day, Comcast just decided to show up and." install fiber in my neighborhood and didn't bother telling anybody that they were going to do it. So they cut off the internet for four hours while I was working. And like my son woke up and was like, there's no internet. And he started sobbing. And I'm like, Oh man, you've got a hard life when there's no, when there's no Disney, when there's no Disney plus I'm like, listen, if this stuff breaks, I don't know how to fix it, man. Like, I don't know. I have no idea. If it breaks, you're just not going to watch TV anymore. So like, be nice to the stuff because I'm not fixing You're it. You're like, I can turn it off and back on again. But yeah, that's, that's uh, I can, uh, yeah, that's, that's exactly right. We <laughs> unplug from the back and we count to 10 and we plug it back in. And if that's it, we go outside at that point. <laughs> Listen, if the internet goes out, we're going to sit here and watch every one of these Batman DVDs until we find Bane. Okay. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, dude, there's 24 discs in there, man. And they don't say anything. It's a picture of a character on each one. And there's no description. It just says volume one. I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm, and then when you read through the names, it's like random names. It's like a dark night. And you're like, who's in this? <laughs> who's in this episode? I don't know. And there's like seven episodes per disc. And he was just having a meltdown. We didn't, we didn't find, we didn't find it last night, but uh, so he didn't get to watch it last night, but we found it this morning. And uh, yeah, I was like, dude, what were we doing 10 years ago? And what were we doing 15 years ago? You don't even have a list inside the inside the case. Jeez, back in my day, we had to watch all of this. Do you know what it's like to rewind a movie? No, no, you don't. <laughs> Do you know what it's yeah. like to have to wait a week for the next episode? Oh, you know, in some ways I'm kind of, in some ways I'm kind of a pessimist, you know, but in other ways I will say it is actually quite nice that my son doesn't have to watch a lot of ads, you know, like he, because of all the things he watched, like he is not exposed to very many ads for toys. It just means when we go to Target, he wants everything. Um, (laughs) But but, uh, he doesn't get exposed to a lot of ads. When we were kids, man, we got blasted with ads. Nobody even cared, like everything, man. So that's actually kind of nice. Yeah, and and it's really had long-term effects because before we started this podcast earlier, I showed these two that I just ordered the um, (laughs) Spider-Man Lego set for 300 plus American dollars. So things are going real well. Yeah, and they didn't know it existed. They did before before that moment. That's right. I let's keep it that way. Let's let's keep it that way. Exactly right. Um, let's move on to our last segment of the night, which is the random question. Random question. (laughs) I like. Do you have to manually turn that on and off? Or yes, yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best. I like it. 
it's all right. My finger is now sore from turning the graphic off and on. Uh, big shout out to uh, Mr. Cool who drew those up for me, us, the team today. Good, good work there. Um, so on the random question of the day from Casey, if animals could talk, which would be the most boring? The internet's dying to know, folks. The animals most... could talk, which would be the most boring? <laughs> Yeah. I feel like the obvious answer is like the sloth or something. But that was my first that was my first oh, thought. Yeah. Really but good. I think they could also be really wise because they have they speak so slow, they're always thinking, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> you could spin it a hundred ways. The most boring. I think a rhino. I feel like rhinos just don't know what's going on most of the time. Yeah. They can't I mean, see more than face. like two feet. When I, when I when I think of this hypothetical question, the first thing I think in my head is like, I don't even think if animals could talk, my mind immediately goes to just what's the most boring animal. And then that's, <laughs> right? the, that's the thing I'm actually thinking of. It's like, what's the most boring animal? That Probably exists? a worm, right? Like a worm is pretty boring. Yeah, a worm, yeah, a worm is pretty boring. Because you, because you think like spiders are kind of smart. Like a, any animal that's smart is immediately ruled out, right? Like yeah, yeah. any animal that shows complex, like birds, they're out. Right? Anything like, that's like a predator, probably smart. Yeah, out. Yeah, probably <laughs> smart out. Dude, probably like a snail, because they just like take their house everywhere, and if they want to nap, they just like roll up in. They're like, no, we're going to sleep again. Or what are those uh, bugs called? Pill bugs or the roly polies? Oh, a yeah. barnacle. Eh? Maybe a barnacle. Ooh. They stick to anything. There's no brains there. What would a barnacle even say? <laughs> What's in my mouth? <laughs> you found me. Like <laughs> it depends on which barnacle, right? Because if you're a barnacle attached to a whale, then you might have an True. interesting story. It's like, hey man, oh, I saw I this you're... fight one time. I saw this shark <laughs> dolphin fight once. It's out of this world. Yes, the barnacle conversation in the southern hemisphere is so much more riveting than the northern <laughs> hemisphere. Maybe coral. Oh, coral. Mm. Yeah. Is that, I mean, is that even an animal, though? Like, probably, let's be real. Probably. Probably like some kind of animal or insect that doesn't really move very much. Like anything that probably travels. Any Actually, like, <laughs> you know what it would be? It would be mussels, clams, or oysters. They literally are in their <laughs> shell. They can't see anything. It's yeah. like their story would be this. It would, their story would be like, I was alive and then something ate me. And that was literally, <laughs> that's because the, by the time that they're exposed to the world, like, what do they do? They stick their foot out and they're moved, but like muscles just stick to the side of things. They don't, their, their actual living part is inside the shell. So it'd be like, I was just hanging out one day and then I was falling from the sky because a bird <laughs> crushed me on the rocks. And that's about all there was. Right. And the otter <laughs> smashed me with a rock on its stomach. And then I was dead. <laughs> Best part about this question is I know that Casey probably has an answer to it. He had he an answer like the moment he asked the question. Probably. He's probably like a turtle, a ninja turtle specifically. <laughs> he loves a specific, ninja a specific ninja turtle. Yeah. <laughs> uh, here's the next random question in my box of questions. When did you get into the most trouble as a teenager? All right, I have a good, I have a good story. That's fine. So here, here's mine. So I one day, my brother and I were fighting each other, just like doing martial arts or whatever you do out in the woods. And I broke, I had one of those beds, right, that was made of wood, and underneath of it has the drawers. So like the drawers are under the bed, but the frame okay. is made of wood. Um, 
and we I broke one of the <laughs> I broke one of the crossbars and it cracked all the way through. And it was an expensive bed. So I put it, I went to the garage. I was like, I did not want to tell my dad because he just bought this bed. And I put a nail in it. Like I, I nailed it back together and I draped the blankets over it. And, but then I, I made it for like nine months and I was like a senior in high school and I made it for nine months and, and the crack just kept spreading. Right. Because that's like what happens with wood. So it just like kept fracturing further and further and further. So I just kept adding nails to it. So there was like, by the time, by the time my dad figured it out, because one day he walked in there into the room and saw like, what's with the covers? And they were like slightly up and he saw all, there was probably 13 nails just like going down the line that I had been slowly hammering for nine months. He was like, what is actually going on here? And he threw the phone book into the room and he was like, the name of the company is this order yourself a new crossbar and let's be done with it. So yeah, that was probably, uh, that was one of the many times I got in trouble. Oh man. So many different stories that I could share here that I probably shouldn't share. At one point, I snuck my girlfriend out to the family cabin and told everybody that I was staying at a friend's house. Well, my father got a wild hair and he's like, I need to go have Shelby help me move a bed or something random, right? So he goes over to my friend's house, nowhere to be found. So this is before cell phones. They start freaking out. They call my grandmother to come and check on us at the cabin because they live down the street Uh and um let's just say grandma knocking at the door at a very inopportune time was probably the most mortifying experience (laughs) i've ever had in my entire life (laughs) those stories are always soul crushing (laughs) because we're all there It was just like, oh, hey, Grandma, how are you doing today? You're leaving now? Great. Yeah, so I had to own up to it. Yeah, th- there were many weeks of grounding. I'm sure they, I was saying, I'm sure they bring that up at like every, like, get together, ho- every holiday get together or stuff like that. I mean, luckily, no, I'm hoping they forgot. I mean, they're not that old, but they're getting there. So hopefully they're almost there. <laughs> uh, I, um, you got when I was like, home? One of my worst ones when I was like 12, probably, I think it was like seventh going into eighth grade, um, a bored summer day, me and my best friend who lived like right next door to me, uh, went over to my grandparents' house who were on the other side of my parents' property. And they have a, a like a big like metal wood shop thing over there. But behind it, they just had a bunch of junk or at least what teenagers, 12 year olds thought was junk. And so I don't know what got into us, but basically we started. Uh, we smashed a couple windows with some cars that were back there that I thought were were junk. Um, but the worst thing that happened was there's this big pile of just tubes and like mechanical electronics and stuff. Just a big t- pile of junk, and I like I start like smashing that like the little keyboard and whatever stuff that was on it. Turns out that was the pump for their swimming pool, which was like worth three thousand dollars. They were like in the process of repairing it or something like that. It was like three thousand dollars. I spent the whole rest of the summer doing every job possible for their that they needed me to do. So I stained like their entire fence that went up their whole property. Every weed was pulled. Every so a whole summer was spent doing that. That was 
the worst. Never gonna smash another thing in my life because of that. <laughs> scarred, scarred forever. No, don't smash it. Like, everyone's like, "What were you thinking? What were you doing?" I'm like, "I have, I cannot. I have no excuse other than we were very bored." Listen, yeah, I mean, like when you're that age, sometimes stuff just needs to be destroyed. Like we did some very stupid stuff. We used to light couches on fire for literally no reason. The worst part about it was my be- so my be- like it was again it was me and my best friend that did it. His parents just paid my grandparents money for like to replace the windows in the cars or whatever. My parents were like hell no, you're you're working that off. So he didn't have to do anything. It was literally just me over there the whole summer. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. Is it Famuk says whose parents put you up to this? Probably yours, Famuk. You got an insider on our team making things happen. I actually have I have one more good I have one more good one for you and then we can uh we can transition out but uh when when I we moved and before we moved we before the house that we were moving into had actually physically closed they actually allowed us to come over and paint the inside of the house before it was actually technically ours and my brother and I once again were fighting just messing around being bored teenagers and he threw me into the wall and I smashed a huge hole in the drywall. <laughs> and this was before we had actually owned the house. It wasn't ours. It was technically still theirs. And yeah, I did the same thing. I spent probably a good two months working, doing every job. <laughs> this is the same thing. Pulling weeds, same mm. thing. Picking up poop, just to like pay off the drywall <laughs> guys to come fix it. You were probably like, man, this is really working out. There's a $200 repair here. And we're getting- <laughs> $2,000 in manual labor. This is awesome. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, well, cool. Well, I appreciate you guys hanging out tonight. That's going to wrap it um, for our episode today. Spoolio, so nice to have you back, man. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully you can come back on soon. Um, Phil, you got some streaming going on? Are you going to keep going with the chrono triggers? Yeah, we're going to go. I'm going to push through. I'm going to try goal. I mean, I don't know how long I have to go, but goal is end of the week. What is it? To What is today? Tomorrow's uh, Wednesday. Tuesday, Tuesday. Yeah. yeah, so Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. That's three, maybe four and a half hours between those three days. So maybe maybe we can get it done. Yeah, I, I, I believe I in believe. you. I, I believe in you. I believe in you. And, uh, we all believe been, in you. Yeah, if you've been following us on YouTube or Twitch, wherever you're watching this, we recently hit affiliate on our Twitch page. So we're excited about it. Thank you. Thank you. A uh, big round of applause to uh, Phil for really pushing us to make that happen. So um, it's it's kind of cool. So we're trying to get more active. Phil's obviously on it. I'm going to get on the stream a little bit later in the week um, to do a little Hitman action. So if you're following us on Twitch, please continue to do so. Or I guess subs- subscribe now? We, is that what we yeah, say? You can, you, can that... officially, you can officially say subscribe and it means something. Yeah. It what means you guys... something. Okay, here I have a it question does. on top mm-hmm. of it. What are your channel points going to be called? What are your subscribers called? You can name oh, those yeah. things on there. So think about it. You got to think about it. <laughs> what are we going to name our followers? The channel points are the ones you get just from watching that you can like set up little rewards. But then yeah, I think you can name your bits. You can name your bits something and then you can name your subscribers too. I did not realize that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So many, really... <laughs> so many choices to make. Uh, yeah. We're going to have to come up with something. Um, something. So if you have any suggestions on what you want to be called here in this community, you let <laughs> us know. 
Um, yeah, that's I don't got anything clever at all. Uh, I was gonna say minions, but that seems too yeah. easy. Uh, you have the Probably boys, right? Me. Your boys, I'm, right? Yeah, mine were the boys. I forget what the dollar or my channel points are called. Something like that. Boys, not boys, bucks. That just sounds wrong. <laughs> <laughs> And with that, we are going to be done. If you want to follow us on the socials, you can definitely do so. Please do not suggest boy bucks in the chat because <laughs> it will be ignored or banned. Um, if you're listening on a podcatcher, leave us a review. Uh, anything else, guys? No, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> we better end before it gets any worse. That is a wrap for this week. We are out. And, of course, thank you for being with us. Please play your games, I guess. Sure. Yeah. We'll see you next week. Come join us on Twitch. (laughs) It's going to be fun. We're doing things. We'll be here. Get your bits on. Bring your boy bits. (laughs) I know. Good boy.